We are in a state of emergency, people. State of emergency. We had the pod. And if you don't know, we are reporting live from Houston, Texas. All my Texans out there. I'm pretty sure you all, we all have similar pain right now at the moment. But a lot of y'all are new to this, but I'm true to this. Well, holla at me in the cut. This is In the Cut with Kurt James Podcast, episode 14. Turn off the lights. Kendo. <laughs> this is nothing to laugh about. And, of course, we don't have another microphone, another XLR cable at the moment, simply because it's tough to travel out here, my people. It's tough to travel now. Well, in the interest of full disclosure... It is Friday or Thursday we're recording this right now, so a lot of the bad weather has ceased, has stopped at the moment, but we are still dealing with water pressure difficulty. I can't, I had to turn the water off at my crib. We couldn't even run our shit. I kept seeing, or people kept sending me videos of their pipes bursting, and my aunt, I told you, my Aunt Gail, her pipes bursted in her uh in her crib in the kitchen, and again just other people I know. Oh, Auntie Carol, her, her pipes got burst as well. Oh, man, prayers prayers up to everybody dealing with the with uh with their pipes being burst and water leaking inside their home. I know how much of an inconvenience that could be, but as Texans, we've all we all have been inconvenienced this week. We have all been inconvenienced. I'm not just talking to my Houstonians out there, okay? Now, this is really for all my tex- for all my Texas residents. This pod right here, this is dedicated to all my Texas residents. Now, y'all probably looking at young Kurt, wondering why I'm looking like this, why I got all these different layers on, why my face might be kind of scruffy. I know the wave's still on point for now, but... I don't feel as clean as I would like to. I had to take a whole bath today. I don't think a lot of y'all know about... Know about those hoe baths where you <laughs> had to boil some water up. First off, had to put some cold water in the tub. Then I had to boil about two gumbo pots worth of, worth of hot water and pour it in there, okay? I had to wash my hair. Had a little, had a gallon of water next to me, poured over my head. Boys was really, we was really hoe bathing out here, okay? Really thugging it out here during this, during this time. Because, of course, as every well, let me report what the news reported. There were about at least 4.3 million people without power in Texas due to a little old winter storm. Now, in Texas, we're used to extreme heat. Just, we don't use a lot of our energy until the summertime. And I'm pretty sure everybody at this point throughout the week has done their research on the energy in Texas. Now, Oh, but again, on Sunday night, on after the Valentine's Day festivities had ceased, after you all got your nuts off, Plan B swallowed, whatever you get into, around two, three, around two, three in the morning, we got some extreme temperatures in Texas, and the lights went off. Now, for me, for me, young Steve, my lights went off. I want to say. That would be Monday around 2 a.m., 2 in the morning. There's so, probably something like that for me because I woke up and was off. Around for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, because I did call you, but you were asleep. So, yeah, our lights were off about 
2 a.m. on Monday morning. And like every other Houstonian and just Texan period, because my Dallas residents, I think y'all had been dealing with this since Sunday night, since Valentine's Day before 12 a.m. You guys had been dealing with exactly Saturday night into Sunday morning because it, you know, it snows in Dallas up north. So they had been having electricity problems and things of that nature. But a lot of Houstonians like myself and Young Stiff and everyone else, we experienced it about Monday morning around 2 a.m. And again, like every like everyone else in Texas, I'm sort of confused and I'm not the sharpest knife in the in the shed. But if there's no hurricane, if there's no storm as a Texan, I'm wondering, OK, why the hell my electricity not working? OK, it's no there's no storm, no flood. Where the fuck, where the fuck happened to my lights? It's my power. So, did a little research. And also, in the interest of full disclosure, I used to work for Centerpoint Energy. So, I'm a little familiar with how electricity is distributed. Because if you've ever lived anywhere besides Texas, a lot of your utilities were probably underneath one company. In Texas, when you start to pay your bills, depending on how it's set up, you're paying one company for the water one company for your electricity, et cetera. And a lot, but a lot of the times that company, like, like let's say you pay Reliant or TXU for your electricity, for your energy. You pay them directly to uh, store you with the electricity, to provide you with electricity. But whenever there's a power outage, they tell you to call Centerpoint or they tell you to call Encore. That's because Centerpoint, Centerpoint, they're the distributor of the electricity. So they're the ones that are in control of those the poles and the wires that are connected to your house, so from the power plant to your house, that's all underneath Centerpoint on, or Frontier or any other electric di distributor, I'm sorry. Any other electric distributor, they're in charge of the wiring and the poles of that nature. That's why your energy company, whoever you contact, they tell you, hey, we don't have control of that, okay? You need to call this company. So... Everybody was calling Centerpoint. A lot of my friends were telling me that they had over 100-some calls holding every hour. It was jam-packed. Glad I'm not there anymore. Fuck them niggas. But <laughs> after, I think after their, after their call volume was overwhelmed, they told everybody to contact ERCOT. <laughs> so there was, the blame was being shifted from your electricity provider to Centerpoint to ERCOT. Now, again, I had heard the term that Texas was energy independent. I had heard that phrase for at least the past like five, six years. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> Not at all. But as I did more research, I found out what it means to be energy independent. So Texas, we have our own electric grid right is, is that what it's called our own electric grid so on the west coast they have an electric grid on the east coast they have an electric grid and then there's texas we're a part of our own electric grid and it just falls in line with staunch conservatism or <laughs> with uh it just falls in line with just the the stigma of texas and what texans cherish most about about Texas in itself. They love the they love being independent. We love 
Yes, they act as if Texas is, is its own country. <laughs> but it's not, because when we have natural disasters like this and our electric grid becomes overwhelmed, we might need to reach out to somebody in another state or if the grid was interconnected as it should be, we would not have had this problem. Now, I understand that the demand was at such a high level. A lot of a lot of uh, conservatives because conservatives are taking a beating right now. And I'm not here to bash conservatives. I don't I don't think that you can blame everything on conservative politics and everything on um, natural gas and coal being the primary source of energy, because Texas is one of the few states that has multiple sources of energy, right? And they all fucked up whenever we needed it. The wind power, the wind turbines fucked up, the natural gas fucked up, the coal fucked up, and the nuclear fucked up. All of our energy sources failed us and became compromised during this severe weather event, okay? So all of y'all on the right, all of y'all on the left trying to throw blame at each other, let's not do that, okay? But Republicans, I mean, we have a Republican governor. The state is primarily red, so a lot of it is going to fall back on the leadership of the conservatives, whether it's fair or unfair. We got to look at those who are who are in charge because <laughs> I know everybody was upset. A lot of my relatives, they were posting on social media, Sylvester Turner catching strays, Abbott, everybody who's a representative or in Congress that's from Texas, they were catching all the smoke, all the strays from my family members. I said, I had to hit them up and say, yo, y'all do know Sylvester. He, he, he really don't have control over this, honestly. He, that's really out of his control. The power really lies within the governor. The governor... The governor's the one that the governor is the one that appoints members to the board at ERCOT. And that's why I think it's funny that Abbott, he wants to call an investigation into ERCOT when, according to my knowledge, you helped um, you helped nominate people who are on the board for ERCOT. So Abbott, nah, you catching all the smoke. You catching all the strays. And I don't even feel bad. Now, it's a lot of fucked up shit people been saying about Abbott because he's in the wheelchair and he does and he's a staunch conservative. So, of course, black Twitter and <laughs> and everywhere else has been killing the man. And again, he deserves a lot of the criticism because why weren't we prepared for this? Why weren't we prepared for this? Why did you not winterize the uh, winterize the equipment? I think that's the proper term, because. He had idiots on the conservative side who were saying, you guys want all renewable energy in Texas when all the wind turbines were completely frozen and they completely failed us during this time. When there's wind turbines in Iowa, Antarctica that work fine, states that get quite cooler than what we experienced, okay? And there's no issues with that. So a lot of you idiots on the conservative side who are pushing that narrative, shame on you. But because, again, as I mentioned, all levels of our energy system failed us and became compromised. So, again, we can't point the finger at conservatives and vice versa. But at the same time, our leadership, our staunch conservative morals that we cherish as Texans. And I get it. As a black man, I get it. I fuck. I'm from the South. When you're from the South entrepreneurship, less 
government oversight. We don't want the government. First off, black people, we don't trust the government as well, conservatives, okay? We have, it's understood based off the history why black people don't trust the government. So we're right there with you. But some things I feel like they need to be regulated. Some things the federal government should step into, like, our electricity so we don't have situations such as these because other states they could help but we're independent no there's really there's there's operators i'm learning more about this day by day so if i'm butchering this you guys feel free to comment and educate me but day by day i'm learning more about this there's different grid operators that control the electricity for 26 million customers for lack of a better term in texas right so that begs the question, who's making the tough decisions on which areas we're going to leave off for a certain period of time, right? Who's making those decisions? And ERCOT, the president and the CEO, of course, when you got all the energy companies and the, and the distributors shifting blame your way, they went on a press run. Every news outlet, I saw them on. And they were basically <laughs> they were basically saying that, hey, we know there's a lot of skepticism about who's making the decisions. They basically didn't answer any of our questions on how they're going about making those decisions. Because again, rolling blackouts was a term that was used throughout the past three or four days. And again, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, so I had to look that up. And again, that's what a lot of us were experiencing. We'd have our, I told you our lights went off on Monday night. They came back on Tuesday around nine, eight or seven or eight in the morning, back on Tuesday. My mom made some breakfast. We charged up a few things. Power went back out and didn't come back on until last night. We're recording this on a Thursday. Didn't come back on until last night. But there's some people, they didn't even experience the rolling blackouts. They just, they didn't, they went without power for since Monday morning. And it's Thursday now. So exactly some people didn't have power the whole time and again this is a serious issue because some of us have children and some of us live with elders who need heat and we're in the middle of a pandemic so it's just it's just a bad look texas it's a bad look for texans to be in this situation and we don't know who to point the blame to but again, I put it on our leadership. I put it on the governor. Governor Abbott, you catching this stray. I put the blame on Texas being energy independent. I understand the pros of it, but at the same time, there needs to be certain we need we need to get back connected so this won't happen again. Exactly. If we were interconnected like it's supposed to be with all the other states, we're the only state. The only state that's energy independent. Now, again, for business reasons, I understand it and I understand the pros of it. But we have just seen we have just experienced the cons for the past three or four days. So. Uh, Texas, uh, Texans in leadership, you guys definitely get the blame for this one. You guys are catching a stray. Sorry, I'm all over the place. This is an emergency pod. I had to get this out. Oh, and Ted Cruz, you motherfucker. So. Ted Cruz, staunch conservative, staunch Trump supporter. This guy, senator of Texas, right? Now, I don't think he could do anything to resolve the situation immediately, but it was quite funny that 
there was a picture of Ted Cruz on his way to Cancun amidst all of the controversy going on in Texas. And of course, Twitter got to him. Twitter fired him up. And Ted Cruz had Ted Cruz. I said Cruz. Ted Cruz, Lion Ted, as Trump would say, had to release a statement saying, I just wanted to get some fresh air with my daughters. They were on spring break. I just wanted to be a good dad and to travel with them and to get some air. <laughs> so everybody, of course, everybody fires up Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz religiously. But in this situation, it's just it just shows the lack of leadership that we have in the great state of Texas. For as great as Texas is, we have a lot of fuckboys who are running this whole state. So, you guys, 2022, I believe, November 2022, that's the next round of elections. I want to say for mayor and governor. Don't quote me on that. If I'm wrong, you guys comment under this video below. And stay warm, my friends, because it's still cold out there, okay? And if I'm a little crusty, a little ashy, hey, mind your business, all right? Follow me on all platforms at YoungKurt713, on Instagram especially at YoungKurt713. Follow me on Twitter at YoungKurt281. And subscribe to Kurt James on YouTube. And subscribe to In the Kurt, in the, in the Cut. Subscribe to In the Cut with Kurt James Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And all my Texans out there. See, it's easy come, easy go, that's what my mama say And Sunday morning church flow, all levitate And let these words penetrate your inner state So you can add a consciousness to say grace before you say face Easy come, easy go What good is the world if a man is to lose That Kyrie, Ree! Shout out to Ree, man Um why the fuck up, real quick, why the fuck does James Harden have a studio at his crib? Why? We were talking about this off camera, how other rappers talking about, oh, we got, we got a whole collab album that we recorded at James Harden's studio. Why? Why? <laughs> hey, well, your money's stupid, okay? Let me stop hating. I let my, my avid, my avid, um... Excitement for the Rockets. I'm truly a fanatic for all my Houston franchises. It's turned me in, into a hater when it comes to James Harden. A lot of my partners, they always say, man, you be acting like a female with Harden, yada, yada, yada. Whatever, I'm a fan. Okay, he's toxic. Harden on his lorry. No, I, I ain't going to say I, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to do that to Harden. But why the fuck does Harden have a studio? Why niggas just recording? We record that as shit. What well, rap niggas love Harden. They love him. I swear. Free stew time. And I think every gun bar is related to James Harden. Step back and shoot you in the eye like Harden. <laughs> oh, hey, they can. That's Harden. It's probably the most relatable. It was Curry. And Steph, Steph over here. I go to church every Sunday. I got niggas talking about Steph Curry. <laughs> I got the 30. I'm about to curry, niggas. <laughs> that's not good for my bread. Steph said, that's not good for my bread. You niggas need to stop. Stop this shit. Then it was KD for, it was KD for a little. Well, I mean, I had KD for a couple things, but yeah. Really Harden. Harden, hip-hop, hip-hop artists love referencing Harden, for sure, for shit show. Um, oh, but yeah, I'm still not off this severe weather event in Houston, Texas. Why the fuck? Were we so underprepared as a state, Texas? That's really why 
I'm trying to come at our leadership right now. Greg Abbott, ERCOT, Texas is energy independent. We don't have any Fed oversight. And some nigga, some dude who was a part of, I want to say underneath Trump, he led the energy department and he used to be our former governor. I want to say Rick Perry. Rick Perry said some bullshit. He's... (laughs) You saw that? Yeah. Well, he said, he said, y'all better endure this power outage if you don't want the feds in our energy business, basically. Basically said, if you don't want no federal oversight, y'all, y'all can chill. Y'all can chill when it comes to um, the power being out, okay? This rarely happens. This is a once in a lifetime event. That's what they love mentioning. This is a once in a lifetime event. But my thing is this, if you, you got to be prepared for that. And if you privatize our electricity, you should be the profits I can I'm I'm all, I'm already knowing are insurmountable. Y'all profits are probably ridiculous. You can spend that extra little bread to winterize the equipment. Because I remember during these press during I'm sorry, during these press conferences, the ERCOT president and CEO, they kept saying that companies have the option of purchasing these winterized options, these winterized packages. Are we good? Oh, is the camera good? It turned off for a minute. No, it was running. Okay. No, nah, I'll, I'll just make it show. But yeah, they they try to pin pin it back on the company, saying, "Well, we can't force each of these companies to winterize their equipment because it's optional." So my thing is this: just leadership should not be optional because what if there's a situation where you have to you can't stabilize the grid and we have to be without power for a week or two. All hell will fucking break loose in in Texas, I can assure you. And it did, low-key. That's why you had members of ERCOT, they had to take their names off the website because people were getting threats. But you got to understand, you got to, when you fuck the people over in these type of situations, the people will speak, okay? The people will speak. And I'm just going on a tangent right now. Why I read this, I don't know if it's factual, but I heard there's some members of the board who, who don't even reside in Texas, who don't live in Texas at all. You got niggas in Michigan on the board for ERCOT. Why the fuck? If we're not interconnected, if we're energy independent, why the fuck is any non-resident of Texas on the board? Why? Someone tell me why. I don't understand. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Now, if that's fake news, somebody inform me that it's fake news. But from what I was seeing... On the website, they only had about three or four people had their names and information posted on the website. Everybody else, of course, anonymous. Don't put my name on there. And then after the death threats, they took everybody down. So, but again, if that's true, why? Why? It's just a lot of goofy shit going on in Texas, all all because we love being independent. Texans love being outliers, Compared to the rest of the United States, they love to talk about how oh Texas was gonna we were we would have seceded from the union. We was thinking about becoming our own country. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, Texas swear Texas is a motherfucking country, and I love Texas for all the racist propaganda fucked up shit that happens here. I love Texas. I love being from Texas. I love being from the South. As I mentioned earlier. There's just there's just something about the South and 
just championing independence, something about that. So I understand that type of, I understand that energy. I really do. And I rock with it. But again, as I mentioned earlier, in certain situations, we need some regulation. Because then I, I heard in certain scenarios, it's not with the majority of residents, but I heard in certain scenarios, depending on your contract with your energy company, they can be, they can, uh, your rates are about to go up due to this due due to this situation, I, I, I saw that. and I, I and I don't know all the specifics with that and how they're doing that, That's but bogus sounds bogus, and it's another reason why we shouldn't privatize our energy, electricity. This is how we survive, and I hope this whole incident just made all of us aware that if you if, if we ever had the opportunity to you know, lease a home or own a home, whatever. Make sure all of your appliances aren't electric, okay? Because those gas appliances will come in hand. Don't Ain't got a, uh, y'all stove is, uh, her stove is electric at the crib? Oh, gas, gas at the crib. My grandmother, so, so many people I know have gas stoves were able to cook. And we had a generator, so we were able to cook a little bit. We had to plug it up to the electricity, but we couldn't use the oven or we couldn't use the stove. So I hope this this random, this severe weather event, as the newscasters have called it, I hope it's made you all aware that, hey, everything doesn't need to be the same thing. Diversify your portfolio. That's something we're going to teach on this podcast, no matter no matter the, the field or the department. Diversify your portfolio. When you get in the crib, you might not want to have all gas appliances, all electric. Diversify, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I got on this, but as a Texan, as a Houstonian, I am in outrage. I'm outraged right now, okay? Y'all don't understand. I have on, I slept with a do-rag and a beanie on the other night. With my hood on top of that. With my hood on top of that next to a space heater. And I know everyone who's not from Texas, hey, let Texas, let us have our shit, okay? Okay, our, our legislator, our leadership, they failed us. They failed us during this tragic time, okay? Because I think there was an event that happened in 2011. They kept referencing that why didn't we learn from 2011? I believe it snowed here. I think so because that was when I was at Dallas Baptist and it snowed at Dallas, but yeah, but even then, even if you don't learn from 2011, once you started to gain more research, more information, why not take those precautions, right? Two weeks before the storm, you, you guys could have taken these precautions. And again, I did my research. I, I understand that the power plants in Antarctica are different than in Texas, right? They're... They're probably in a enclosed area. They're built for low, severe temperatures, below freezing temperatures as we experience. Compared to Texas, the power plants are probably built, they are built outside, out in the open, where a lot of air can fumigate and pass through because we use a lot of our energy during the summertime when it's hot. I understand that. I understand all of that. I understand all of that for everyone trying to dismiss this situation. But again, leadership, you dropped the ball. You should have been prepared. And again, Sylvester Turner, he's doing all that he can. He's a fit. He's really like the mayor. 
I need to do more research. I don't want to talk out of pocket. But the mayor does not have the power of the governor, of the senator, okay? So I know we're saying I'm tired of seeing y'all giving rappers days and <laughs> all type. That's all y'all could do. But when it's a natural disaster, shit is all fucked up. Y'all better just, all y'all can do is tell us how to get to a shelter. I understand that. I understand that. But we got to go up, up top, up top for that. And even all you conservatives out there, y'all need to bring another motherfucker to the table because Abbott ain't it for me. He ain't it for a lot of us out there. And he's failed us as a governor. And I just think we need to rethink things, okay? I know I went part two on this, but I had to go in. I had to, okay? It's cold outside. Had to spin the block one more time. Make sure you niggas felt that. It ain't no warning shot, nigga. What Conway say? What'd he say? What'd he say? Why are we going blank right now? The reason I'm yelling is because I'm trying to make this flow before I shift. Damn, nigga, you listen to this song every fucking day. What'd he say? Come around your corner. Fuck. Like he said, we spin the block on this shit because we shouldn't have to suffer through this as Texans, okay? We should not have to suffer through this as Texans. But let me get off this. Um, what happened in sports while we on this? Because this is going to be the last segment. Um, Carson Wentz, I saw, got traded to the Colts. Let's see. Let's see what Carson Wentz, if he can return. Apparently, his coach or his offensive coordinator, Frank Wright, is a part of the Colts staff in some way. So, I guess they relinked. They rekindled. I know. I, w- I wish your brother was here because he, he said the Eagles his team. Exactly. Like, Y'all had to get a third round pick. Carson Wentz, yeah. And I know they're gonna. Like, oh yeah. He was dog, and he was playing like ass. Carson Wentz has not lived up to MVP Wentz, and I understand a lot of things happened between. Oh, excuse me. Between, I'm sorry, y'all. I had to burp. <clears throat> in between the year he was on pace to win the MVP and they win the Super Bowl to where he's at now. A lot of personnel decisions were made that did not benefit Carson Wentz. But at the same time, he hasn't helped them in any way because I know a lot of quarterbacks with less who didn't look like Carson Wentz looked. So, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson. But, yeah, um, not gonna get into that because I only got a probably a couple more months with D Jack. Uh, I said D Jack. <laughs> I'm so sorry I disrespected you, Deshaun. As number four is my quarterback, but yeah, to close out that Carson Wentz topic, if they could protect him, and if they go, yes, made a glass. If they could protect that man, and T Y can come back to what he used to be. Like, Philip Rivers had, had a decent season, and I would like to think Carson Wentz is better than Philip Rivers. I would like to think that. He was hella underrated, but so Philip Rivers pl- did play better than Carson Wentz last year. If we're gonna be real, yeah. Exactly. How we feel about Jalen Hurts? Not not an Eagles fan, but. Black quarterback, I'm sorry for my listeners. Yes, I'm biased towards all black athletes, all black everything. I'm sorry. But uh, go ahead. 
Jalen Hurts, yeah. I need to see a lot more. I mean, but I be a, he, he's, he's still right now a little more one-dimensional. Yeah. So, um, he doesn't like to exchange game. But, but Philly, get that man some personnel, just like Baltimore. I think, and I hate to say this because Miles my, is a Baltimore Ravens fan, but I saw a Kodak Black interview and Lamar Jackson was had popped up in that hole, and I didn't know they were from the same hood. So that makes me... It makes me like Lamar Jackson even more. It makes me want to root for him even more just because he has ties to the culture, to the street. And I knew Lamar was a hood nigga. I knew he was a real one. Like, let's just keep it, let's keep it one thou. I knew he was a, I knew he was one of them. I knew he was sniper gang, all that. But <laughs> just to Kodak fresh off the block, straight home, he was doing an interview with Fat Joe, and then Kodak seemed real passionate about he was just speaking real big on Lamar Jackson, saying how they from the same hood and they both out and they going to make a difference. And then Lamar popped up in the interview. I like to see that. Black excellence. I love to see that. I love to see hood niggas doing something right. Doing shit like that. And I know Kodak has a lot of slander and a lot of past, a lot of fuck shit tied to his, to his legacy from the past. I just, I'm optimistic for the future. I'm optimistic for the future. And um, I might start fucking with the Ravens a little more just because Texans, I don't know what the fuck y'all doing. I We're not even going to get into that because that would be another 30 minutes with y'all. But J.J. Watt was released. Again, I said this, J.J. Watt should have been traded about three years ago after he had... Once he started having consecutive surgeries and the impact started to decline a bit for me, I said to myself, oh, yeah, it's, we might want to trade J.J. It's time. It's time. And, again, mad respect to Watt. Watt, they definitely should retire his jersey. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I, what I said about James Hard to J.J. Watt. In, in, and J.J. Watt's a white man. See, it's Black History Month. I should not be giving a white man more praise than a black man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. James Harden, that's how... That's how that that's how dead James Harden is to me, and he's looked quite well in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. I cannot front. That dead bastard. He looks good. <laughs> he looks great. I'm I'm in some toxic ass. Fuck. And then he want to do an interview with Rachel Nichols. Oh, there's always going to be criticism on James talking in third person. I hate you. I hate you, Harden. I didn't mean, I didn't mean for it to, what, whatever, nigga. I know you had to do what you had to do, but fuck. Fuck! See, see, that's why I can't talk about that, man. And you guys saying, and all of you guys out there saying I'm being emotional. I am a, I am the definition of an NBA fan, a fanatic. For my city, for Houston, I go this hard for my franchises. But again, when this shit pop off, I need to be in somebody's organization as a consultant because y'all have to read the room. Get me in them doors, okay? Because what I'm seeing from a lot of these franchises, Houston franchises, disgusting. Disgusting. Astros, I won't even talk about y'all because I'll be here all day. Even though y'all got us a championship, don't give a fuck how. We got a championship. But, um... See, this Houston franchises, I get very emotional, as you can see still. Um, what else? Oh, real quick, how worried are you about AD? Uh, he need to sit AD, 
three to four weeks. Shit, I know you ain't gonna mind sending them to the playoffs. <laughs> hey, to, to the playoffs. He, he, he gotta turn up before. He gotta give him time to turn up before the playoffs. Turn up a bit more before the playoffs. But, So you think it's Achilles because they were saying, well, I'm thinking it's a KD situation because KD, the Warriors camp, they kept saying it was a calf. Yeah. And Lakers saying it's a calf injury right now, but they reported it was Achilles earlier. How much battery you got left? That means about to turn off? But okay. But yeah. Tendinopathy. Tendinopathy for all my physical education, for all my uh, physical therapy majors out there. Educate us, educate us brothers on that. But yeah, Stephen A. said he liked Brooklyn to win a championship now. If AD's out, or if if AD's out, hypothetically, if if, if AD's compromised. Is he coming out the West? Yes, he's coming out the West. Regardless. Oh, no AD. Or Compromised AD. AD. How long has AD even got a chance? He's, I think he's still got a decent chance. Compromised out. AD, I might, I'll probably get Lakers West Finals. What if they play the Clippers? But to me, yeah, what are Nuggets? Well, I mean the Jazz. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I believe in the Jazz just now. Yeah, just yet. I don't know if I believe just yet. Jokic looking crazy. Y'all want to play the Nuggets early or later? I mean, later. Probably, yeah, later. For shit show later. Jokic looking like an MVP candidate. Lakers lost me some fucking money on that game. They were favored by three. I didn't know AD was going to get out that game. And a friend of the family, I th- <laughs> he loved the Lakers too. He always tell me, <laughs> I told you, he he was the one that kept saying he he trade AD for Pazingas. <laughs> I said, Pazingas? <laughs> I said, he way more fragile than AD, but he just frustrated with with AD's exact. And, and he's, a, he's a Laker fanatic like you, older guy, a Laker fanatic like you. <laughs> I said, yeah, AD Davis, I'm not sure if I'd. I had damn sure wouldn't do him for fucking Przingis, but negative. negative. Um, I believe that's all the topics we had. Oh, real quick, Meek, Meek Mill, Meek Mill been getting a lot of slander recently. One for the one for the Takashi incident, which we all saw that, and I'm not really gonna talk about that because Takashi's a troll. That's his job is to antagonize other rappers. Um, I'm gonna echo what. A lot of OGs were echoing. Don't even talk to that man. Don't even. If that's whole. Y'all, first off, your security guards are going to vet the garage before Hove goes into the garage. Then you're going to go back to Hove and say, yo, we got Daniel Hernandez. He's acting an ass. Okay, y'all take care of that. Then I'm coming out. Remove him. Let him go to his car before I'm coming outside. Meek. You're hanging out with billionaires, my guy. You're hanging out with Hove and Diddy and Kraft and he came out with, the white with the white billionaires, my guy. Don't 
And again, Meek is legendary. Meek has done things as an artist. I half I wish I could you know achieve half of what he's done as an artist. I just don't like seeing him in these type of predicaments, these type of situations, because the internet loves killing Meek, and I love Meek. I love Meek. I loved his last album, Championships. Don't think it was a classic. I think it was borderline, but I want more music from Meek. Love that four pack. Are we still live on the camera? But yeah. Um, so I'm not going to shit on and kill Meek. But I know you heard about the Kobe, the Kobe shit. Apparently, there's a See, without context, it sounds crazy. Meek Mill did a record with Baby and someone else. And during, yeah, Lil Baby. And during his verse, Meek had a lyric. I don't know the entire lyric, but he said, if I'm ever going out, it's with my chopper like Kobe or some shit. And niggas killing him for that. Saying, and I understand, because it's kind of in poor taste. You think about the grieving family members, Vanessa Bryant, it's, it's a little too soon and in poor taste. But with context, apparently that song is for Kobe. It's a song paying homage to Kobe Bryant. So I'm not a thousand percent sure it was a snippet that was released. And then the attack on Meek Mill on Twitter occurred. So I need all context. And that's the type of guy I am moving forward. I need all context before I make any type of decisions to cancel a motherfucker. Because again, especially a black brother, he really had to have do he really would have to do that shit or some OJ Simpson shit. He really would have to be on that type of time for me to really just okay, damn, he did it. Fuck. <laughs> or like the Nate Robinson, Jake Paul, damn Nate, fuck. Just we seen that on live, on camera. Okay. It's certified. Or Kelly. Ah, won't you break my, let me stop, real quick, uh, <laughs> won't you break my, uh, I have one more thing I wanted to say about sports, uh, anything relevant you can think of in sports right now, we've addressed a lot, might be it, damn it, I had something I was gonna say, uh, fuck, we were talking about Meek Mill, Oh, you see Tory Lane's hair lot? Uh, Tory Lane's hair? Tory Lane, bruh, you're too rich for that, bro. You're too rich for that. You're too rich for that because then they started comparing his shit and LeBron's. And <laughs> you start to see think pieces. Braun should look better than his. You start to see think pieces about, yo, these niggas really got issues. <laughs> they really got, they really, no matter how much money you have, they still insecure. What Kanye said, it. we all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Facts, no cap. Yeah, Tory, Tory shit look crazy. How you gonna grow your shit out and then in the middle, I don't know what's going on there. Ooh. Because KD ain't got too much money for his shit. That picture I'm talking about with Tory, it might be Tory. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. It's close. We immune to it. KD got a couple championships. It just it roll it rolls off different. Tory Lanez, great music, but you know, the elephant in the room, and now your shit. You already a short nigga, so little niggas hairline gotta be on point. Our shit gotta be your shit. You gotta be a fly nigga, and your hairline gotta be a one. When your shit go, but see that's when the money is the buffer. The money is supposed to be the buffer. Bitch, I got money. I don't care if my shit on Stephen A. 
I'm still Stephen A. Still getting neck. I bet whenever you know Stephen A. Stephen A. Love Latinas. He did. The secrets have been out. I saw a couple interviews. Stephen A. was talking. Called himself a bottom feeder. Had to had, had to double back. I'm sorry for that terminology. I did not know what I was saying. I thought I was using it this way, but where are all the real niggas in Stephen A's can? Y'all can't have him out here saying he a bottom feeder. Now he looking crazy out there, but I don't know how we got there. But yes, Tory Lanez, your shit looks crazy. I'm really hoping you're innocent because I've been bumping the fuck out that Daystar. Can't even front. Can't even front. But... Yeah, Tory Lane shit look crazy, but I, his his shit looked the worst. Then I seen a video of him in academics saying uh, two fifty a cut. That's his barber name, two fifty a cut. <laughs> I said, "Well, where was Mister Two Fifty on this day, my nigga? Two fifty. His shit looked crazy out there. Daystar, get your shit together. Oh, real quick, back to the energy shit. Last thing." What's the dude, he's the mayor, he was the former mayor, he resigned after making some pretty hurtful comments, the former mayor of Colorado City in Texas, I want to say his name is Tom something, he made the comment, he's the mayor that resigned because he made a comment about how Texans need to pick themselves up by their bootstraps, the government doesn't owe you anything, stop complaining about your power being out, Oh my God, bunch of welfare babies. He didn't say that now, but that's basically the type of energy I felt, the tone. And his name was Tim Boyd. Tim Boyd was the Colorado City mayor after his controversial Facebook post, basically where he said, pick yourselves up by your bootstraps. That's what the whites love to tell us whenever we're going through a a severe weather event, a crisis. They said, hey, you guys, you guys can do it. Pick yourselves up. If I can do it, we can do it. No, you have relatives who are millionaires you can borrow money from. But I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Tim Floyd or Tim Boyd. Tim Boyd. Just another. See, and conservatives, I don't like to do this to y'all, but the leadership, the... Lack of empathy, the unpreparedness, the gall. And you say some shit to your residents when they're going through a crisis right now, and all you can think and all you can think about is, let's go back to the pick yourself, pick yourselves up by the bootstrap mentality. Come on now. It's just Republican leadership. You guys have to do better. And if y'all want real niggas to seriously think about voting for that side bring some real niggas forth because right now there's no real niggas on the conservative side especially in leadership positions in texas and we're being 1000 and biden all of y'all all of y'all who are disappointed and turning your backs on biden saying he lied because he did have a town hall, and they asked him about student loan uh, debt forgiveness and 50000 and he said he wasn't prepared or he wasn't all in on forgiving up to $50,000 in student loan debt. He said he is up to 10000 but we need more than that, Biden. We need way more than that, buddy. But a lot of people are attacking and criticizing Joe Biden for that stance, and again, 
I tweeted this earlier. I'm sorry, you guys, uh, for the listeners on the audio. The camera had went dead. We had to bring it back. Sorry that. Sorry uh, for, to all the viewers out there. Had some technical difficulties, but um, oh yeah, I said this on Twitter. Whatever side you're on, right or left, you should not be surprised by anything you see in the political atmosphere. You should not be surprised. I don't care if it's Biden. Everybody was so obsessed with Donald Trump and getting Donald Trump out of office. And we're back to the same old bullshit. Now, again, it's only a month, a month and a half or two months into Biden's presidency. I'm not willing to kill him. I voted for him, but I knew I knew what it was. I understood what it was. He did not fool me. I was telling you guys, do your research on Biden. But. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Why do we constantly put so much faith and so much support in the government? Okay. Again, diversify your skill set and keep pursuing your dreams and keep moving forward. Okay. And keep voting in all of these elections because once we vote, we do have power. Now, I'm not saying put all of our power into that system. I'm just saying. You guys need to vote in 2022 to get some new leadership in office right now. So went on a tangent there. I said I wouldn't get to an hour. We damn near at an hour. It's 49 minutes in, but y'all know what time it is. I am Kurt James. Search Kurt James on all streaming platforms. I got a new record coming out very soon that I would love for you guys to see. And I got more content coming, okay, because I can't stop won't stop. I don't care if it's a motherfucking winter storm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, follow me on Instagram at youngkurt713. Follow me on Twitter at youngkurt281. And subscribe to In The Cut with Kurt James podcast on all platforms. Wherever you stream your podcast, search In The Cut with Kurt James podcast. And subscribe to Kurt James on YouTube to get all the exclusive video features. Shout out to Young Stiff. Shout out to Young Jones. Shout out to all my Texas residents. We're going to make it through, all right? Let's get it.